Welcome back to the Four Pillars of Life podcast. Before I get started on this week's episode, I wanted to take time out to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who downloads the podcast. Thank you for everybody who likes, shares, and leaves positive feedback on my Instagram and on my latest book, Living With Yourself. Your kindness and generosity truly mean the world to me. Thank you. On this week's podcast episode, I'm going to break down Daniel Pink's book, The Power of Regret, How Looking Backward Helps Us Move Forward, and share my own definition of what regret is. I truly hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. To me, regret is when we as human beings act as time travelers. We go into the midst of our minds and think back to a past experience or situation that causes us a lot of sadness and disappointment over the way we acted or how a situation has unfolded. The reason why we feel this deep level of regret is because we have no one else to blame but ourselves. It is through our own actions of why we feel regret in the first place. There's a story in the book where a little girl loses her tooth. And the night before bed, she puts her tooth underneath the pillow, expecting the tooth fairy to come in the middle of the night and take the tooth out and leave some money. The next morning, she wakes up and she checks underneath her pillow and the tooth is still there. She feels sadness at disappointment, but she doesn't feel regret. Her parents, on the other hand, feel that sense of regret because they were responsible to take the tooth out and put in the money. That's why regret and responsibility go hand in hand. Because we would never feel regret if we weren't held responsible for our own actions. And of course, there's different types of regrets that leave different impressions on us. What I learned in the book is that regret is broken down into two sections. The first part being at least. This type of regret is filled with comfort and consolation. And it goes like this. At least I finished third. There's people that didn't place at all. This type of regret doesn't leave that lasting negative impression on us because we make amends with the situation at hand. The second part of regret is a little different. It's called if only. And this type of regret is filled with distress and discomfort. And it goes like this. If only I had listened to my own intuition, I would be a lot happier right now. This type of regret leaves that deep negative impression on us because it's hard to make peace with the situation that we still think about that still affects us in the present moment. Regret is an extremely difficult concept to grasp because there's so many people that regret so many different things. There's not a single person on the entire face of the planet that doesn't wish they could have done something differently. There's people that regret not living up to their potential, not taking that risk in their business, not going after what they truly love doing. There's people who have moral regrets of not being a good-hearted person by lying, cheating, and stealing. And my best advice in that situation is don't compromise your integrity. Even when life presses you to take the lower road, don't because regret will outweigh those decisions. Even when it feels like taking the lower road is the best option, don't do it. I know it might seem easier in the moment to quote-unquote borrow $1,000 from your business partner because you really need the money to buy gifts for your family, but don't because regret will outweigh those negative decisions. 
I know it may seem easier to neglect your relationship, to push yourself far away from it because you're having a lot of fights and arguments. And instead of going to therapy and working on that relationship, you check out, you cheat, you push yourself away. It may seem easier in the moment, but don't compromise your integrity because the regret that follows after will eat you alive. There's people that regret not meeting the love of their life because they didn't step off that train because they didn't take the flight to go see them. There's people that regret their financial situation. There's a story in the book where the author shares this man who at the age of 19 years old got a great corporate job and as he kept moving up the corporate ladder, he kept getting a better income, better income. But as his income started to increase, so did his expenses. Nothing too major. He bought himself a new car, some new clothes, and started paying for a bit more dinners. But 25 years later, the author interviews him, and the man writes, I regret not saving money diligently ever since I started working. It's nearly crushing every day to think about how hard I have worked for the last 25 years or so, but financially, I have nothing to show for it. When I read that story, my heart dropped. Imagine working extremely hard for 25, 30, even 40 years. And when you get to the end of your work life, financially, you have nothing to show for it. Imagine how crushing that is. And it's because of the decisions that we make right now. Your future self will either thank you for the decisions that you make now, or they'll end up hating you and having regret. I think people live too much in the moment and not think about the future. You can't have that instant gratification all the time where you buy everything that you please. You need to save, you need to invest, you need to make your money grow for you or you'll have financial regret. I know and I understand that people want to live in the moment because life is short, life is unpredictable. I get that, I understand it. You want to buy that new house, you want to buy that new car, you want to take care of the people that you love but it all comes at a healthy balance and at a moderation. You can't just live too much in the moment and not think about the future. Enjoy yourself, enjoy life, but also think about your future self. Think what are you doing to help that future self? Are you putting your money in the right spots? Are you making your money grow for you? Are you investing so when you get to the age of 65, financially, you have things that will take care of you? I know we want that feeling of instant gratification all the time. We want to feel good. We want to buy things that make us happy and comfortable. But also think about your future self or else you'll end up having those financial regrets. And like I said, there's so many things that people regret. People regret not taking care of their health. There's a girl in the book that writes, I regret not looking after my health through the years. I did lots to hurt my health and not much to help it. Also, I did not save for retirement, and now I'm 62, unhealthy, and broke. What I just talked about, wanting that instant gratification when it comes to our money to make us feel happy and comfortable, we want the same with food. Food is highly addictive, and the foods that make us happy and comfortable are extremely bad for us. High cholesterol foods, deep fried foods, highly processed foods, junk foods. They all make us feel happy and comfortable, but they're bad for us. That's why the obesity rate in Canada is at 30%. That's why the obesity rate in America 
is at 43% because we have no self-discipline. We eat too much. When I searched up the causes of obesity, the first two things that came up are people eating too much and not exercising enough. And that's crazy to think that we have a problem in North America of eating too much food because there's countries like North Korea who die of starvation, who are dying because they're eating too little. And over here, we're dying because we're eating too much. The irony in that is uncanny. I know people want to feel happy and comfortable all the time. They want to eat the foods that make them feel happy and comfortable. They want to do things that make them feel happy and comfortable by watching TV, hanging out with friends, going for drinks on the weekends, eating food with the people that they care and love about. I understand that and I get it. But again, it's having that healthy balance. It's having everything in moderation. You can't expect to eat cheese pizza, eat lasagna, eat a lot of gluten, deep fried foods, high cholesterol foods, not work out, not take care of your cardiovascular health and expect to be in good health shape when you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. Life doesn't work like that. The decisions that you make now, your future self will thank you for it or they'll end up hating you for it. You have to take care of yourself. You have to drink water. You have to exercise. And that comes in many shapes and forms, whether it's going for a walk, playing a sport, sitting in a sauna, sitting in a steam room, running on the treadmill, weightlifting, whatever it is, you have to do it. You have to take care of your health by eating the proper foods. Yeah, I get it that you want to enjoy yourself. Life is short, but follow a proper diet. And at the end of the week or at the end of two weeks or a month, have a cheat meal, go out with your friends and enjoy life. But again, it's that healthy balance. And that's what people don't have. They don't have that healthy balance. I see so many people change when something bad happens in their life. They get a heart attack. They get a stroke. They lose a limb. They get diabetes. And then they start making changes because they're scared. Don't do that. Be proactive and just make better decisions in the present moment so you're not always playing catch up with your health. Or else you'll be like the girl in the book and you'll be 62 years old, broke, and you'll have no health and you will regret it. Because you need your health to live a happy, positive, fulfilling life. Like I said before, there's not a single person on the entire face of the planet that doesn't have regret, that doesn't wish they could have done something differently. And now that I've listed what many people regret in their lives, we're left with one question. How do we live with regret? The best way to live with regret is by not to suppress it. It's by not not thinking about it. You have to sit in solitude and think about all the regrets that have transpired in your life up to this date. Think about them, sit with them, and you will have feelings of sadness, uncomfortability, and disappointment. And that's good because when you have those negative feelings, it'll make you make better decisions. There's types of regrets that we can't take back. For example, cheating in your relationship and now your partner has left you. She took the kids as well. You can't take that back. That action has already been done and I know that hurts and I know that stings. But what you can do is be a better person in the future. When you get into your next relationship, be better. Don't cheat. Have a good moral compass. And the only way that you can do that is by sitting with your regret and knowing what you did wrong. We all have regrets. It's inevitable. 
We regret how we treated people. We regret lying, stealing, cheating. We all have different types of regrets that we have to live with. But live with them. Don't suppress them. And the last point that I want to leave you guys with is don't get to the end of your life and have these massive regrets. Understand that you truly only have one life. One non-refundable, limited life. Once your clock hits zero, you'll be gone and there'll never be another you again. Don't let that scare you. Let it motivate you. Become the absolute best version of yourself possible. Live up to your potential. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. Don't be scared of risk, failures, or setbacks. Go after what you love. Travel. Love all people. Be kind. Be bold. And take risk. I truly hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. Please tune in next week. Thank you. Hey, came in the game getting money. Flip chicks, whip